I told you guys, playoff baseball was going to be good this year. We got a whole lot of elimination games coming up. A lot of lives, a lot of baseball lives and seasons are going to be on the line. We just concluded week five. Oh, boy. My top 10 looks suddenly differently. A lot of uh, some undefeated teams went down. Some one-loss teams went down. Some some division leaders have switched. My top 10 list has has changed drastically. And, hey, let's see what Baker Mayfield does next. Let's go, guys. Y'all ready? So I want to come here and start with uh, Baker Mayfield. Monday Night Football, 49ers, 3-0 49ers, 2-2 Cleveland Browns coming into, Cle- coming into San Francisco. Coming off a good division win. And I have some bad news. I have more bad news for the Browns fans than good news. Um, I'm going to tell you the bad news first. The Browns lost 31-3. Uh, a disgusting loss, a bad loss. Um, it, it doesn't sit well. I know the Cleveland fans, it does It does not sit well with them. Um, first, let's tackle this. First, I was right. I've been spot on about this Cleveland Brown team. I've, been, I, I've told you guys, I told the Browns fans, I alerted the Browns fans months before the season started, weeks before the season started, even days before the season started, and said, your team's going to struggle. September, October, your team's going to struggle a little bit throughout November as well. That is the bad news. I'm going to tell you the good news as I'm done tell you the bad news. Another thing, Baker Mayfield, I don't know if he's, I don't want to say overrated, but I was watching the game. I watched just about every snap. Of Monday night's game. And what I saw from Baker Mayfield. I was watching it. With a 49er fan himself. And he told me. He asked me. He said. Are the 49ers that good? Or are the Browns that bad? And I said a combination of both. And mind you. This is a 49er fan. But he's been a big Baker Mayfield. Person I was watching the game with. He's a big. Baker Mayfield fan, and he's high on him. He was high on him coming out of Oklahoma, and he was high on him last year, and he was high on him him coming in this year. And, you know, he tries to make these arguments about how Baker Mayfield is this and and that. And I saw while Baker Mayfield was in the process of getting drafted and all throughout last year, I had to hear, you know, he's the next Russell Wilson. He's the next Brett Favre. I had to hear that all throughout last year, all throughout the offseason, all throughout the build-up, 
excitement throughout this season or beginning of this season. I've had to hear all of that. I've had to take all of that. Baker Mayfield, let's let's start right here first. He is not an, a great athlete. He's not a great athlete. And I pointed this out to the person I was watching the game with. I pointed this out a couple weeks ago. I think it's when the Rams game. I really pointed it out. I pointed it out during the Rams game. And I said, look at Baker Mayfield every time. And you can do this. You guys can join in and do this as well. Look at Baker Mayfield anytime he tries to escape the pocket or he starts any pocket movement. Look at how slow he is. Look at how slow he is. He ran a 4-8. I had to tell people. Guys in the league now, DNs and these linebackers, these defensive ends, they're running 4-6s and 4-5s. Joey Bosa ran a 4-6. Baker Mayfield won a 4-8. He's not going to run outrun Joey Bosa. Or Nick Bosa, I'm sorry. Nick Bosa had a great showing last night. Good Lord, he's good. But Baker Mayfield, is, he's overrated. And this is why I said, why the commercials, dude? Why so many commercials? I mean, I get it. Your team has a lot of stars. Your team is receiving a lot of commercials and a lot of media attention. But you're not even good yet. We didn't. I, I came into the season... I came into the season telling you guys, we don't know who Baker is. I came into, you know, first few weeks, I was like, why all these commercials? We, we don't even know if you're good yet. Jared Goff been to the Super Bowl. Jared Goff won playoff games. And he's in L.A. And he doesn't even have all these commercials. Patrick, I only see Patrick Mahomes in the State Farm commercials. And Patrick, he's and Baker Mayfield is nowhere near Patrick Holmes. Baker, he Baker gotta be better. He has to be better. And throughout the game, I was listening to the commentators, Booker McFarlane, and the things that I thought Baker was good at, which was first him being an accurate quarterback. I deem Baker good at those things. Being an accurate quarterback and reading defenses and and you know placing defenses and moving them, shifting defensive backs and safeties with his eyes. He's good at that skill. It turns out he's not. He has regressed. He has descended. And I don't know if it's the commercials or the media attention. I don't know if it's Odell. Because gonna, I'm going to get to him. But it's just not working. It is not working. It's not working in Cleveland right now. It's not. And, you know, the O-line, I told you guys coming in. I told you. The offensive line. Is not it, 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 it's it's not even average. It's below average. 
I, I mean, I know San Francisco D line. It, it, it's elite. It has it has some. It has about two. It has about two three elite pass rushers on that O line, but on that D line. But the O line has to be better. You have to have some dignity about yourself. The O line got pushed around all night. You got to be better. You got to be better. Baker is now at fifty six completion percentage. He had a sixty. Four completion percentage last year. Now he's at 56. Small guy. Baker's 5'11 and a half, six feet. Can't see over the line. Bad, bad Aaron throw, like bad throws. Even the pick where people would think that was uh, Callaway's fault, where Callaway bobbled it and juggled it and dropped it, and it got tipped. Even though people, a lot of people may tend to think that that is an easy catch to make, and that's Galloway fault, Galloway fault, and he got to catch, he got to catch that ball. That was a bad throw by Baker. That was a bad throw as well. That was a bad throw as well. In eighteen career starts, Baker has twenty-two interceptions. So let's get this straight. You're not athletic. You, you know, the the style of play that you're trying to do, that Baker is trying to play, it's not it's not gonna work because he's not athletic. He wants a four eight four. He ran a four eight four. You're telling me you're not accurate. <laughs> Down the field, you're not accurate. Which I thought was one of your skills, but you're not accurate anymore. And now you're turnover prone. Now you're turnover prone. Good luck. Baker all last year was sacked 25 times. He's sacked, he's been sacked 16 times so far, and we're only five games in. We're only five games in. He's been sacked 16 times. But when everybody said when you know when I said oh the Browns is gonna be they're not gonna be this good. And I, I, I said Baker wasn't, I, oh, I, oh, you're a hater. You're a hater. No, he's not Russell Wilson. <laughs> he's not Russell Wilson. That is not a good comp. That is not a good comp. He is not Russell Wilson. Oh, you guys told me he's going to be Brett Favre. He's not Brett Favre. He's not Brett Favre. And Baker, all of, you know, all of this is not his fault. The turnovers are not all his fault because, and the sacks are not all his fault. But he's holding on the ball to, a little bit too long. He's he's missing easy targets. You know, I, that's why I say, hey, Oklahoma football, offensively, everybody's good. Big 12 defenses are awful, are god-awful. Every every Big Twelve quarterback has has nice numbers. You play at Oklahoma, you're gonna have good receivers, you're gonna have good coaching, you're gonna have a good line, you're gonna have good players around you regardless. You're at, you're at Oklahoma, and this is somewhat a coaching thing because Lincoln Riley can coach his tail off. You, you know, he, he Lincoln Riley is making a great example of it right now, Oklahoma. With Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts couldn't hit a wide-open receiver down the field 15 yards or more. Now Jalen Hurts, he's a precision thrower. 
He's a precision thrower at, at Oklahoma now. And he couldn't do he couldn't the throws that he's making on Saturdays to C D Lamb and all these other receivers that at Oklahoma. All these all these throws that he's now making down the field, stretching the field out, he couldn't do that at Alabama. He couldn't make those throws. He could not make those throws. And that just shows you how much of a game, how much of a coaching game and how dependable and important coaching is in football. It, it, it just shows you. It just shows you. It just shows you how much of a pain he, how much of a, how much, how important coaching is. I see it every Sunday with Buffalo. Can't I see it every Sunday with Buffalo and Baker? You know, I don't know if he thought this was going to be a cakewalk because I'm looking at some of the youngest, talented quarterbacks. The most talented quarterback struggle. <laughs> Have you seen Patrick Mahomes the last two weeks? <laughs> he has two touchdowns the last two weeks. Patrick Holmes is struggling. He has Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey and all these weapons. <laughs> and Patrick Holmes is struggling. Jared Goff is struggling. Jared Goff got Sean McVay, Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks. Talented quarterbacks. <laughs> but they are struggling. <laughs> so Baker, I don't know, I don't know if he thought he wasn't going to struggle this year. But <laughs> This league is this league will chew you up, eat you up, and spit you back out. This league is tough. Look at Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, talent, talent, talented quarterback. Probably the most since Patrick Holmes. He's probably the most talented quarterback that came out of the draft since John Elway. He goes to the one in fifteen Colts. Yeah, they win eleven games on a yearly basis, but he got beat up, and that took years off his career. And that's why Andrew Luck's retired right now. This league will beat you up. And Baker is seeing it. <laughs> and if 6'4", 6'5", 220, 230, Andrew Luck was taking a whooping every Sunday and a beating every Sunday, if he was taking that and had to retire early, Baker's 5'11", 6 feet. He's barely 6 feet. <laughs> How are they going to make it? <laughs> Dak is struggling right now. Last two weeks, have you seen Dak? Dak is struggling. Have you seen Dak the last two weeks? Dak is struggling. And he has O-line. He has Zeke. He has Amari Cooper. He has Kellum. He has <laughs> Randall Cobb, Gallup. He has all of these. He has a lot of supporting. A, a, a great supporting cast. A great supporting cast. And he's struggling. This league... You, you're gonna you're gonna see struggles in the league, even with even with the great Patrick Mahomes, he he's gonna struggle at times. He he can throw he can throw to I'm in here in Washington D.C. He can throw from Washington D.C. to New York. He can throw a deep ball from D.C. to New York in a straight line. But he, <laughs> the great Pat, Patrick Mahomes is struggling. Have you seen him the last two weeks? <laughs> he doesn't look like the regular back. He doesn't look like the 400-yard, four-touchdown Patrick Mahomes the last two weeks. 
He he came back down to earth. So for Baker think to think that he's not gonna struggle, <laughs> he he if he don't think he struggle, he's gonna have a lot. He okay, he has a lot coming for himself. Um, Odell Beckham, Odell Beckham. This 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 Cleveland thing is not working. His targets are going down every week. From week one, he had 11 targets. Week two, he had 10 targets. Week three, he had nine targets. Week four, he had seven targets. And now, last night, he had, what, five targets? It The, the Cleveland thing is not working. They're, I mean, Cleveland, I don't know. Uh, they are trying their absolute hardest to give their talented and, and Diva wide receiver the ball and get him involved in the game plan so hard. They're doing laterals and flea, fic- flea flickers. And they're trying every single thing to get OBJ the ball and get him involved in the offense. And it just hasn't worked. That is part of the problem. They're trying to, they have too many mouths to feed. Cleveland. This is going to be the formula for Cleveland. This is going to be the recipe, recipe and formula for Cleveland to win. Run the hell out of Nick Chubb. When Kareem hunts, when Kareem Hunt get back, you run him with Nick Chubb. You don't let Baker throw no more than thirty-two times. Stop trying to force. Stop trying to force feed Odell Beckham the ball. They're, they're, I mean, you literally. I, I've watched the Browns. I've watched the Browns. Just about. I watch them every Sunday. The Browns. I, I watch them every Sunday. I try to make that. Uh, I try to make that one of my teams that I watch because I come. I come on here and talk about them a lot. So I try to make sure that I watch them a lot. And I've been watching. I, I've watched nearly all of their snaps. Week one, I watched them. Week two, I watched them. Week three, I watched them. Week four, I watched them. And on Monday night, I watched them. And they have they 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 they're trying their absolute hardest to give OBJ the ball. And yeah, I know he's talented and all, but they are trying their hardest to give him the ball. But if I was to ask a a, a Browns fan. A Cleveland's Browns fan. If I was to ask a Browns fan, and you know, you have to have some football smarts. If I was to ask them today, on this very day, if I was to ask them, would you rather have a left tackle, a, a, a all pro, pro bowl left tackle in Trent Williams, or OBJ? And I bet you a, a, a Cleveland Browns fan. A Cleveland Browns fan that has some football smarts or that's football savvy, I bet you they'll tell me, oh, we'll take Trent Williams. We'll take the above average left tackle because the the offensive line that we have is god-awful. It stinks. Odell Beckham, no fireworks. All the cool catches, none of that. None of that. And Freddie Kitchens, uh, you know, the the Browns defense, and, and here go the good thing. Let me go to the good news, okay? I'm sorry if you're a Browns fan. I'm sorry. But this is what all the media attention, this is what all the talking and Brad Dosh's talking and chatter, this is what all this comes from. This is why every week I get on and talk about the Browns. 
went last week. I got on and talked about them well last week. They won. They played good against Baltimore. Baltimore is limited offensively, as I predicted. But they played good against Baltimore, and I gave them their props. In the first few weeks where they were struggling, like with the Titans and with the Rams, I came on here and got on them. They look god-awful on Monday. And get on them. I, I have to. It works both ways. But here go the good news for the Browns fans. Baltimore is three and two. Cleveland's two and three. Pittsburgh's one and four. And Cincinnati is zero oh and five. Here go the good news. I think the I think the Browns will actually bounce back and play a very good game. And I might even pick them this week to beat the Seahawks. Because that's because the Seahawks they weren't they were good. Russell Wilson was great, but they were they, they got one star player on defense, and they were. Uh, I mean, if the ball was going in another direct another direction, they were that close. They were by a slim margin that close to losing that game against the Rams, who had no run game, whose secondary was god awful. With Jerry Goff had to throw the ball fifty plus times, they were that close to losing that game. So I'm going to make an early decision, and I'm going to tell you guys, hey, Cleveland, they're going, to, they're going to play good against Seattle, and they might even beat Seattle. But your division, your, the AFC North is horrible as well. You have Baltimore at 3-2, and two, you guys at 2-3, and three, Pittsburgh is at 1-4, Cincinnati 0-5. I'm talking to the Browns fans. Baltimore is 3-2, and two, you guys beat Baltimore at Baltimore. You beat them pretty good, too. Your defense is real. The defense, the Browns' defense, they got a couple injuries on the secondary. But the Browns with um, Denzel Ward, you know, their best cornerback, their best DB, best cover guy. But the Browns' defense is real, especially their front seven. Their front seven is real. It got ran on last night because Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers are just that good, and I'm going to talk about them later. They're just that good. But but the Ram, the, but the Browns' Front seven is legit and it's real, and it's going to keep them in a lot of games, especially this game coming up. It's going to keep them in a lot of games, trust me. But if you look at Baltimore, Baltimore, yeah, they can they can control time possession, and their defense is not bad, so forth, so, so what. Okay, Baltimore is limited offensively. Lamar Jackson, after the first two weeks, have digressed and came back down to earth, and we still see those same troubles and issues and problems that we see with the throwing mechanics that we saw last year. So, Baltimore is offensively limited when it comes to them in the passing game. So, that's one advantage. And Baltimore, they're, they're shaky. They're iffy from week in, week out. Pittsburgh, a lot of injuries. They have a lot of injuries. Now, Mason Rudolph, he got hurt at the quarterback position. Pittsburgh is 1-4. Pittsburgh looks very vulnerable right now. Cleveland has to take advantage of it. And then Cincinnati's 0-5. Cincinnati's the worst team. Like, Cincinnati's like the third worst team in football. So, Browns fans, this season is not over. I predicted that you guys would go 9-7. and And I predicted that you guys, you guys would probably end up with a wild card. If not, if you're not a wild card... You'll be that close to making the playoffs. You'll be very close to making the playoffs. But I told you guys you'd be nine and seven. But I don't see why this. I don't see why Cleveland can't turn it around this season and win the division. 
Because this division that they're in sucks. Thank you, the Browns fans. Thank God you don't play in the in the NFC West. Because the NFC West, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, or Pete Curl, one of those three coaches, they're going to miss the playoffs this year. One of those three coaches are going to miss the playoffs this year. And the Browns are 0-2 in the they are 0 and 2 in the NFC in the NFC West. So thank God you don't play in the NFC West. The AFC East is pretty good. With New England at 5 and 0 and Buffalo at 4 and 1. So um so with Cleveland, don't Cleveland don't panic. Do not panic. Because you guys are very much still in this race. Do not panic. But but Baker Mayfield calm down the hype train. He has he he's been severely overrated. He's been severely overrated this year. The turnovers have to stop. And Baker, Baker got to get over himself. Richard Sherman said something funny. He was like, hey, you know what he did at the pregame with the handshake and not giving us handshake? We took that to, we took that to heart, and that got us fired up. That's, I'm paraphrasing what he said. That's, that's not a direct quote. But I'm paraphrasing with Richard. He was like, "Hey, that wasn't that wasn't life. That wasn't sports etiquette. Like, hey, shake our hands. This is the pregame. But when he did that and he tried to bush league him, quote unquote, what Richard Sherman said, hey, he was like, hey, don't do that. But that got them fired up. And one thing about this league, this league will show you and teach you. This league will show you and teach you and have no friends." Okay, so we're back. I want to talk about the 49ers. Um, the 49ers coming into the game, you know, they won their first three games, and everybody's like, ah, oh, they played Tampa Bay, they played Cincinnati, they played Pittsburgh. A lot of people weren't taking, they weren't taking the 49ers serious. They weren't taking them very seriously. And I was, I told you guys from the start, San Francisco was gonna be that team that they're gonna they're gonna easily double their wins this year. They went four and twelve last year. They're four and zero right now. They, I told you guys they're gonna easily double their wins this year. This is the best. This is e- this is the probably the easiest year to pick a team. You know how you pick a team that's gonna double their wins because you know teams go up and down every year. And you know it's that one team that didn't do too, do so well last year, and they add they they add the right pieces, they add the the right acquis, acquisitions, coaching is on point, which it is. They bring in all the right guys, and you're just able guys are a little bit healthy, and they're just able they're just able to turn the table, and 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 flip the switch. And last year, their problem was not score. Their problem wasn't scoring points because they scored points. Because Kyle Shanahan, I want to get them. Kyle Shanahan is awesome. He is awesome. 
He is awesome as a coach. He is awesome as a coach. Once again, another Jay Gruden disciple where he was under the Jay Gruden coaching tree and the Redskins decided to part ways with him or let him walk, let him walk away. And instant, instant success. Instant success. He goes to Atlanta. MVP season for Matt Ryan. Now he's at San Francisco and he's producing. So, you know, this is e- this is an easy pick to tell. This is an easy pick where where just to say that San Francisco were going to double their wins this year, and they all, they had four wins all last year, and their problem wasn't their problem wasn't scoring. They scored a lot of points last year with the offensive mastermind that Kyle Shanahan is. They had no problem, absolutely no problem, with scoring points with Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins is now at Outback. Nick Mullins is at Outback. He's at your, he's at your local Outback. And they had no problem scoring points, but they just couldn't stop nobody. Now you add the factor that they, they, they're second in the league behind New England in turnovers with 10 Richard Sherman is playing well. They're long on defense. They have a good secondary. Night, you know, got some nice veteran pieces in the secondary. In the, in the secondary, good O line. Excuse me. They have a great D line, and they can they can run the ball really well. That's one. Th- those are some things. They the, San Francisco has things that travels well in in the sport. Good line play travels well. Being able to run the football up front and push the, the opposing D-line, O-lines, they, they go on the road. They, they matter on the road. And your D-line, those are the things that travel with you on the road, in any weather, in any situation. Those are the things that travel with you. And I, I, I'm delighted to see this San Francisco team and how well they're playing. I talked about the defensive line. I talked about how good the defensive line was going to be this year. A lot of people was like, oh, you're overrating their defensive line. I was like, no, the hell I'm not. And did you see that defensive line last night? Yeah, it was leaving the old lines, but did you see that defensive line last night? Nick Bosa played terrific. They have Armstead, I like. DeForest Buckner, who's a monster. And D Ford who's an established pro bowler in this league, an established pro, uh, pass rusher. These guys, they have some monsters up front. And you guys are telling me that I'm overrating their front line? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, 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 I'm not. San Francisco looks really good. Um, sneak peek to my top 10. They're going to be in my top 10. So that's a sneak peek for you. They're going to be in my top 10. I like this team. And they're going to be very high up. My top 10 has changed drastically as well. But this San Francisco team, I love how the way they're built. O-line, D-line, great, solid, check, check. Quarterback, check. Coach, check. And they're doing this with rookie wide receivers. They don't have a definitive number one. They're doing this with all young wide receivers. All young wide receivers. Um, George Kittle, he, he, he's, a, he's a good tight end himself. In his own respect, he's a he's a great tight end in himself. And then the secondary, they got uh, they got some veterans that that's played first battle hall of fame with Richard Sherman, 
they're, they're just loaded. And I like how this team look. I like how they look. I like their ego. I like their swagger. I like everything about them. And they, they, they're led by a good coach. A coach that, know, that knows what he's doing. You know, it's an advantage where your parents did something and you follow right in those footsteps. It is an advantage. It is an advantage. You don't think Bronny James, you don't think Bronny Jr. has an advantage with his dad being LeBron James? He has a great advantage, not just the DNA and genetic part of it, but the work ethic and seeing what his dad does to be that good. That is truly an advantage. Mike Shanahan, he has the advantage with coaching, with with his with his dad, with Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, I'm sorry. With he, he 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 has an advantage. He has an advantage. You don't think Peyton had an advantage with his dad being a quarterback in the NFL? Huge advantage. Huge huge advantage. Huge advantage. If your dad does something well and it's in the genetics and you copy his work ethic, that's yourself. That is an advantage to yourself. My mom's an administrator. She has an administrative position at a, in the school. Born leader. I have good leadership qualities. It's an advantage. It's certainly an advantage. And that's what Kyle Shanahan has over um, some of these coaches. Clear advantage. Kyle Shanahan, way better. Way more football smarts. He's been around the game way much longer. He's seen a lot of things that Freddie Kitchens just hasn't. Sorry. Uh, I'll see you guys for my top ten. Let's go. I'm back with my top ten. Uh, I'm gonna give you guys my week five record. I did. T- I went ten and five, and now my overall of fifty three twenty four and one with m- my overall picks. Now I'm gonna give you guys my top ten for this week. I I like my top ten. My top ten has changed drastically from the last from the first three weeks. It has changed big time. Now I'm gonna start at ten. Panthers. You guys try to give me all the excuses about how Cam Newton don't have this, Cam Newton don't have that, but Cal Allen's making it work. Cal Cal Allen's winning games. He has and, and, and Christian McCaffrey and my MVP leaderboard. It's Russell Wilson, Mahomes, and McCaffrey. I mean, he's he's playing phenomenal. He's doing everything for them. And I told you guys start the season off. I love elements to their defense. Luke Keefley, he's the ringleader. I love elements to this Carolina Panther team. So Carolina at 10. I know I shocked a lot of people with that. But Carolina at 10, I've been very tough on them too. At 9, 
the Rams. Um, the Rams, they got some problems they need to fix. Uh, they have no running game whatsoever. They, they, they rely on Jared Goff to throw about 55 times a game. That's not really a winning formula. Uh, Marcus Peters, the came to leave. I have seen them get burnt a lot this year. Um, and they can turn on that on and off switch. But I hope they turn it on. But the Rams, they have some lingering issues with their running game, Todd Gurley. Um, and their O-line's are older. And the secondary has to get better. It, it has to get better. The secondary has to get better. Um, so, Rams at 9. I'm still a big fan of the Rams. But the Rams got to get better quick, too. They don't want to fall too behind in this NFC West race. Uh, at 8. I have the Bills. Well coached. Um, some will make the argument that they have a better defense than the Bills because they have played better off than the Patriots because they have played better offenses than the Patriots. That's a hard argument to the that's a hard argument to go against. Um, but I love their defense and I love the Bills. And with Josh Allen or uh, with John uh, jo- I think he has so much more potential that the Bills uh, they can't really tap into right now because they don't they don't have the necessary the necessary weapons to to do so. But I, he has a big arm. He has a big arm with a with a lot of potential to grow. And guess what? The Bills score on the last fourteen red zone trips. They have scored ten touchdowns. So they can, they're, they're offensively limited. Yes, they are. But when they get in the red zone, they convert. And those those red zone trips equal seven points. So they do a good job with that. I, I love this Bills team. They're 4-1. Bills at 8. Good job. At 7? Might find this a little surprising. I have the Chiefs at 7. I have the Chiefs at 7. Yes, the Chiefs at 7. I like them, but they can't stop the run. They can't stop the run whatsoever. The Chiefs cannot stop the run. They're 25th in the run. They're 20, they're 22nd in the pass. They, they are not good defensively. They're 30th in defense. Like they, they are not good defensively. They are they are relying on Patrick Mahomes to get them out of these holes in every game. And when he doesn't have it clicking, like he didn't have it clicking on Sunday night against the Colts, who was missing who was missing Malik Hooker and Darius Leonard, that come that is the result. They can't can't get off the field on third downs. Kansas City got some problems. They they're they're a little unhealthy right now. I don't think Kansas City, five weeks from now, I don't think Kansas City will be number seven. I, I, I highly doubt that. But I have my number seven for this week. At six, the Seahawks. Um, you might think this is a little too low for the Seahawks. With me, Even with me bragging about Russell Wilson, they still, they only have one, they have one true superstar on defense who is Bobby Wagner. And, and then... Uh, Clowney, he's a he's a he's a pro bowler, but he's not a superstar. 
Uh, this defense is totally led by Pete Curl. He's the, he does a good job. This is this is the prime example doing more with less. Uh, Russell Wilson's phenomenal, but if the ball goes the Rams' way, the Seahawks don't win that game. So I, I, I'm sold on them. I like what they look like. Um, they, they they look phenomenal, and Russell Wilson's playing at an all-time level and at all at an all-time high. But they they were I mean. They could easily be at three and two right now. So I had the Rams. I mean the Seahawks at six. At five, I had the Eagles. With the what I like about the Eagles is first, good O line and D line play. O line, D line, solid. Quarterback when healthy, solid. When they get their receivers back, solid. Their secondary is the issue. But this is one key stat that I like that the Eagles dominate. On third down, defense on third down, they get stops and they get off the field. Offensively on third down, they can move the chains offensively on third down. That is crucial. And like I said, defensive lines and O-lines, they travel on the road, especially during the playoffs. During November and December, when games really matter, they travel, and the and the Eagles have they have good line play on both sides of the ball, and they're good on third downs on both units, defensively and offensively. Defensively, they get you off the field and get third down crucial crucial third down stops. Offensively, they're able to keep. Progressing and moving the chains. Really key for the Eagles. That is a key stat. That's why I had the Eagles at 6. Or at 5, excuse me. Packers at 4. Great performance at Dallas. Earn Rodgers feel comfortable at Dallas. And I don't know if you noticed, but the points have increased week by week with the Packers. They're, that means they are gaining some confidence offensively. They didn't look to. They didn't look like they just doing anything in the second half. They looked like they had a game plan coming into Dallas. They executed it very well. Aaron Rodgers looked really good. He has a defense back of him. Aaron Jones. I told you Aaron Jones is one of the most underrated backs in the league, but he's really talented. He showed you that. He showed you that on Sunday. Really talented back. Packers at four. 49ers at three. Um, I, I love this team. Good D-line, good quarterback, good O-line. I said it with Philly. These, these, the, the line play, it travels. Defense, they, get, they take away the ball. Their defense take away the ball. I absolutely love what San Francisco is doing right now. They, they're on a roll. Keep it up, San Francisco. Kyle Shanahan, absolute great job. Matt Ryan, Matt, guess what Matt Ryan's record is without Kyle Shanahan? Oh, it's below 500. Kyle Shanahan with Matt Ryan, MVP season, Super Bowl appearance. Say less. <laughs> Say less. Kyle Shanahan is the guy, and he can coach his tail off. San Francisco at three. The Saints at two. The Saints, I mean, <laughs> since Drew Brees has gone down, they're 3-0. They haven't missed a beat. Their defense is playing well. Good line play. Uh, the Saints, they're surprising me. They are surprising me. Good job from the Saints. They're 3-0. Well coached by Sean Payton. 
And then it looks like, you know, it's a it's a two-man race in the NFC South. New, New Orleans, Carolina. So, New Orleans at two. I, I, I like what they have. You bring Drew Brees, you insert Drew Brees back into this. They look pretty good. I do question who's like their other playmaker besides my, 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 um, Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. I do question who is going to be that other guy to step up. Is it Tag in? Is it Watson? Who is going to be that next guy to step up who whoever throwing the ball, Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Brees, can look for? Who's going to be that guy? Um, and at number one, the Patriots. Uh, another dominant performance. They, 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 they found their... Running game, um, they had they had a poor, they did a poor tackling job against the against the Redskins on that on that touchdown run that Sims ran back. After that, Washington's offense couldn't get past the fifty. <laughs> um, New England's good defensively. Uh, they have some question at all offensive line, especially with the passing game. Um, speaking of the passing game, uh, the receiver thing. They got to get that fixed. They got to get that worked out and straightened out with the receiver thing. Uh, got to get that fixed too. But they probably have the best secondary in the league. Uh, led by the best defense in the league. Led by the, best, by the best coach in the league. With the best quarterback in the league. So, thank you guys for listening. That is my top 10. I hope you guys, you guys really, I, I, I know you guys really love this top 10 list that I do every week. I really take my time and do this top 10 list. Um, I do my analyzing. I watch a lot of games on Sunday. Uh, the Houston Texans, they were, they made it. They made the 11, top 11, but I couldn't fit them in my 10. But thank you guys for listening once again. Uh, the, it, we're going to keep going up. We are going to keep going up. Thank you guys for keep on listening. Uh, we on a weekly basis. I do this about three times a week. Just keep clicking on the brother's stuff. We're doing a good job. NBA season. I know you basketball lovers, you basketball heads. Can't wait. NBA season is right around the corner. Actually about 12 days away, I think. So, guys, that's a wrap. Thank you guys for listening. I'm out. Enjoy.